Okay, can you turn to someone by your side and say today, the God of Elijah shall answer you by fire. Can you turn to someone else and say the same thing? Turn to someone else and say the same thing. Amen. So this morning, I'm going to share with you a very short exhortation before going to activity. Be more of a discussion. And it's titled, Love as a Young Person or Falling in Love as a Young Person or an Adult. Now, who can tell me what it is about love? If you are told to say something about love in one sentence, what would you say? Anybody wants to try? Anybody? <laughs> okay, sir. Okay, thank, thank you very much, sir. So you said when someone else becomes your whole world, everything to you. And it's interesting. Has anyone been on any long term, short term? Can you read? Please don't be shy. <laughs> Thank you. Raise your hands. Okay. I know some of you are raising your mind. So, now listen carefully. Love can be very, very interesting. There are different kinds of love. And I'll just give you a summary of them. We have the love they call the agape love. The agape love is that love that we share as Christians. You understand? They call it brotherly love. That love that makes you see someone as a brother or someone as a sister. That's agape love. That is, uh, that is not, that does not include, uh, it excludes romanticness in the love. It's not romantic. Now, there is the romantic love and that is the kind of love we want to talk about today. Amen. Can I hear you shout a loud amen? amen? Now listen. There are different levels in our life. You, you were born one day, and from there you get to primary school, and from there you go to the junior high school, and from there you go to the college, is it? And from college, you go to where? University. Now, the journey of love that would really work out is a matter of priorities. What did I say? Priorities. I remember I would say some stories about myself today. When I was in primary school, I wasn't the bold type that, you know, there were some guys in class once they see girls and they see the girl is beautiful, they go for it. But I wasn't that type that had the boldness. So I was the type that would be from afar, loving the person where I'm standing. <laughs> but I can't communicate the love. So it was big. It was, a, it's, it was unfortunate. I loved you, but I couldn't tell you. But 
my friends who had the boldness, they go for it. They just go, I love you. You are the only sugar in my tea. You are the only cockroach in my cupboard. <laughs> and they say all kinds of, you know, lyrics and things like that. And the girls, you know, you see some of them would accept. Some of them would not accept. Unfortunately, the first time I tried to say one, I got a dirty slap. I got a dirty slap. It, was, it, it, it ended badly. So, right from... <laughs> so, right from that time, maybe someone else could interpret it as a slap of love, but this was not a slap of love. Now, right from that time, I learned to refrain. That was the only attempt I made, and I saw it was a failed attempt, so I have to behave myself now. So from primary school, the first attempt was in GS3. You know, I changed different schools in my life. At least in primary school, I changed school about four times. Secondary school, I changed school about three times. But I got stable at university level. And one thing I noticed is this. Through my journey as a young person, as a little boy, as a teenager, I realized as you grow, what you thought was the best yesterday begins to lose value. Are you getting what I'm saying? So then I learned what God wanted me to learn through this event. That there is a or there is in life you can call the right time. In Ecclesiastics, we see Solomon say there is time for everything. He says there's a time to be born, there's a time to die, there's a time to be happy, there's a time to mourn. There is a time to marry. Are you getting what I'm saying? So every one of us have a God-given time. The problem is this. We tend to launch love missiles at the unappointed time. And when you launch your love missile at the unappointed time, there's high tendency, 100%, that your missile will hit the wrong person who hits the wrong person. And what happens? Broken. That's your life. If you are following me, hallelujah. So then, primary school. In primary school, there were girls in the class. I would say, oh, this one, I will marry her. I will marry her. Then I changed. After, after like two months, forgotten that one I Marry. Then in the other school, I see this girl again. Wow, this one is so beautiful. I will marry her. And it went on and on like that. So it was when I got to university, I now realized it's like God was, by this time I was born again, God was now taking me back to observe these times. 
primary school, secondary school, and all that, I realized most of those times were the wrong moments. And if I had like taken full step, falling in love at that stage, it would have been a crash. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, in the Bible, Paul tried to explain uh, this, but before we go to the words of Paul, I'll just uh, read for you a few words from the book of um, Genesis 24. If you, you are there, you can just open it. This is just going to be very, very short. Genesis 24. So Genesis 24, it says, and now, verse 1, and now Abraham was old. Now Abraham was old and well stricken in age. And the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. And Abraham said unto his eldest servant of his, of his house, sorry, that ruled over all that he had, put, I pray thee, thy hands in my tire, and I'll make thee swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of earth, that thou shalt not take a wife unto my son of the daughters of the Canaanites, whom I dwell among. But I'll just summarize the old scripture. When you get home, you can read it because of time. What Abraham did here was this. He saw that he was about to die. And he saw that his son needed a woman. What did he do? He appointed a servant. I'm going to give you some cogent words with regards to marrying young or as an adult. Now, you notice Isaac had lived. And when you read very carefully the coming chapters, the Bible says Isaac was 40 by the time he married. 40. When you look at the book of Genesis 2, chapter 2, 3, you see where uh, God had created Adam. And the Bible, the Bible happened to be silent with the timelines. It says, Adam gave him, you know, work to do and do this. And the Bible said, after a while, we don't know how long that took. There are different school of thoughts with regards to this, but after a while, the Bible says, when Adam was busy with what God had given him to do, then God said, it is not good for man to be alone. Do you get point here? So Adam had discovered his destiny. He had discovered what God had sent him to the world to do. And he was busy with it. Then God determined, now, this man needs a companion. When I started, I said, the reason why many love fail is because we lose priority. Remember, is it last month or two, I came here and I told you a story about uh, the first true love I fell in. And why I approached that journey or entered into that journey was one of my childhood mentors, we call him Pastor Chidi, is one of the regional overseers in the north of Nigeria, in the mountain of fire. 
He used to be our fellowship leader those days when I was a little boy. So when I was doing masters at the age of 22, he told me, Johnson, you are young. Says you sh- you should start thinking of marriage. He gave me the advice out of love. And it's reasonable that when you receive counsel, you take it to God. Do you understand? Take it to God and assess it. God may say, well, not at this time. And God may say, okay, that's good. Go ahead. You understand? So what I realized, having assessed the situation, is that I wasn't ready at that time. Do you understand? I mean, I was 22 I didn't have a job. I was still pursuing my studies. So I was more like a boy wanting to get married. Do you understand what I'm saying? If, and today I, I, I look back because that's about seven years ago. If I had gotten married to that lady then, I can tell you the marriage would be a mess, a big mess. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you need to determine, are you really ready for it? Are you really ready for it financially? Are you ready for it mentally? (laughs) I wonder what is happening at the back. (laughs) Are you ready for it? Do you understand? Turn to someone by your side. Say Friend, are you ready for it? Financially. (laughs) Do you understand now? Now, one of the reasons why, from my experience, why I would discourage you from falling in love too early, although I'll be gender biased with this, I'll be more favorable to the ladies than the man, and I'll tell you why. One of the reasons that uh, I would um, discourage you from getting married early as a man is this. As a man, you need to be responsible. Responsible. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I happen to come from two sides of West Africa, Ghana and Nigeria. There's a trend I've noticed in Nigeria, and there's a trend I've noticed with Ghanaian men. Not all. Most Nigerian men are the hard-working type. And this is not conclusive. Don't take my word for it, but by my experience, more of the Ghanaian men are the reliant type. They like to stay at home. There are, there are really good guys among them who work very hard, but some of the men would rather prefer a lady who would be rich and would be feeding them. So I've said it's not conclusive. There are, there are good 
hardworking guys from Ghana. But I've noticed it's a common trend. So you need... <laughs> that was good. <laughs> you need to determine what kind of a husband you would be. Do you understand? Later on, when we're talking about the questions, I'll say more things, but you need to determine, will you be the kind of husband that will be very responsible, that would be able to support your wife and say, darling, do you have an idea we can invest in? Do you understand? Do you have something we can, you know, establish? How can we help others? You, you, th you need to think beyond yourself. Beyond, oh, I just need a house. I need, you know, uh, business for my family and all that. The lives, the marriages that touch people are those lives that have not only touched their families, but have touched many other people. If you look at uh, our geo, Dr. Lukoya, you see that, although he doesn't show most of it all the time, but he sponsors lots of people to school, Sponsors, football sponsors. If you've ever been to the headquarters, you see there are lots of young, uh, there are lot of young people buys them violins, and one violin costs at least those days when I used to be there twelve thousand naira. By now, it's like fifty pounds a violin. Now he buys that for thousands of people, because those days I used to be a teacher in the children's ministry, and all the children. Over 2,000, most of them come every weekend, and this every year. So he is a kind of man whose life and his family are touching others. It's beyond them. So you need to determine what kind of a man you would be. Do you understand? Yes, if you feed only your family, live only for yourself, no one will remember you. Do you understand? You won't leave anything on the sand, you won't leave any footprint on the sand of time. Amen. Okay. Now, because we have other things to do, I'll just round up now. So, you need to be financially matured, emotionally matured, materially matured, academically, if that's the side you want to pursue, academically matured. And to the ladies... If you notice the trend, Abraham, the Bible says he was 90, his wife Sarah was 80. And the trend is in the Bible has always been mostly that the man is normally more matured than the lady. But it's not limited to this. So my encouragement to the ladies is this. It's always good to try wrap up things early. So that when a prepared man comes to your door, like in this story, the servant of Isaac was sent, and this represents the Holy Spirit, was sent look for a wife. And Rebecca was really ready for it. You prepare academically, build yourself up, so that, and it's always good, maybe by the time your husband finds you, or God leads you to man, you are ready for it mentally, emotionally, also financially. And God will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. So to round up the story, I recommend 
based on lots of um, good uh, advices over the years, for a lady, what is the age that you can begin to prepare towards this? They say between 18 to 21. Yes. <laughs> if there were more time, I would explain. For the man. Listen, listen. I have to round up, but listen, amen. <laughs> listen, I know in the UK, it sounds too early, but maybe next time or during the question, if there's more space, I'll explain. For the man, for the man, I would say perhaps from 25 above. But there are reasons for this. I can't share now. If time permits, we'll share more. But most importantly, be materially and be ready in all areas. And God will help us in Jesus' name. Amen.